In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the power of the Logos. I pray that this day has commenced with grace, blessings, and love. And may everyone's heart be filled with joy. I do pray that uh, we may partake of this reading together and the blessings of the readings for which we shall find a true testimony and a true message of humility both in the Corinthians and in the Acts uh, of which St. Paul presents to us that how he and we should follow in his footsteps should walk not according to the flesh for although we are in the flesh our war is not according to the flesh because we are not of carnal pullings and strongholds as he has put it but we may learn to be captive by the obedience of Christ and we may be ready to push forth and we may be always willing to work on our inside and not care for the outside appearance he also states how our words and we pray to you O Lord that our words may live as a testimony and an entrance to our actions and our actions may uphold what our words say for as been put in Corinthians second Corinthians let such a person or people who hear us consider this that what we are in word by letters when we are absent such we will also be indeed when we are present and this was actually presented later on in the uh, synexterium for today we commemorate the uh, passing of Saint Matthäus who was the Pope the 87th Pope of Alexandria how pious how humble he was he was great and mighty in his prayers and as such he reflected it when he was put on the throne for 30 years oh Lord we ask you that we may like he did escape vainglory and flee away from it but when it has to be done and when the service is required and asked, we may go down on our knees and wash the feet of those we minister to. We may be and give an account to you, O Lord, for you are the judge for those who are living and dead, but you are the merciful redeemer. And therefore, as it was written in the Catholic epistle, first letter of Peter, that by the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. Lord, we thank you for giving us the balance of life, those things that we can take pleasure in, those things that we are, for lack of a better word, um, committed to. But at the end of the day, make prayer our top priority. And as you guys know, there's a book by Daniel Fanus, a silent patriarch of Pope Kirolos, and you can see that he was serious and watchful in his prayers. He took the word, the Logos, and its power to his heart, and he kept it between him and God. God, you may act. Pope Matthäus got his tongue when he was pulled and dragged to the patriarchal seat, but when it was meant to be given, he was able to speak and give a testimony to the faith that is within him. And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. 
O Lord, let us be hospitable to one another without grumbling, and we may receive the gift so that we may minister to one another's one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of yours, O Lord. God bless you, everyone. I pray that Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion, may be with you and have yourself a lovely day. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Today is the fifth day of the blessed month of Toby. May God begin it in goodness and renew it for us in peace and tranquility while our sins and iniquities are forgiven through the tender mercies of our Lord, O my fathers and my brethren, amen. Paul, the servant of our Lord Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, appointed to the gospel of God, a reading from the second epistle of our teacher, St. Paul, to the Corinthians. May his holy blessings be with us. Amen. Now I, Paul, myself, am pleading with you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am lowly among you, but being absent, am bold toward you. But I beg you that when I am present, I may not be bold with that confidence by which I intend to be bold against some who think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Do you look at things according to the outward appearance? If anyone is convinced in himself that he is Christ's, let him again consider this in himself that just as he is Christ, even so we are Christ. For even if I should boast somewhat more about our authority, which the Lord gave us for edification and not for your destruction, I shall not be ashamed, lest I seem to terrify you by letters, for his letters, they say, are weighty and powerful, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech contemptible. Let such a person consider this, that what we are in word by letters, when we are absent, such we will also be indeed when we are present. For we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves, but they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, are not wise. We, However, will not boast beyond measure, but within the limits of the sphere which God appointed us, a sphere which specially includes you. For we are not overextending ourselves, as though our authority did not extend to you, for it was to you that we came with the gospel of Christ, not boasting of things beyond measure that it is in other men's labors, but having hope 
that as your faith is increased, we shall be greatly enlarged by you in our sphere. To preach the gospel in the regions beyond you and not to boast to another man's sphere of accomplishment. But he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. For not he who commends himself is approved, but whom the Lord commends. The grace of God the Father be with you all. Amen. The Catholic Epistle from the First Epistle of our teacher, St. Peter. May his holy blessings be with us. Amen. Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. For he, for we have set, spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles, when we walked in lewdness, lusts, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. In regard to these, they think it's strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation, speaking evil of you. They will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this reason, the gospel was preached also to those who are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but, li but live according to God in the spirit. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Do not love the world or the things in the world. The world is passing away and its lust, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of our Fathers, the pure apostles who were invested with the grace of the Holy Spirit. May their blessing be with us all. Amen. And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry. And they also took with them John, whose surname was Mark. Now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lu Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, who had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent, away, sent them away. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia 
and from there they sailed to Cyprus. And when they arrived in Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. They also had John as their assistant. Now when they had gone through the island of Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus, who was with the proconsul Sergius, Pallius, an intelligent man. This man called for Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But Elimus the sorcerer, for so his name is translated, withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. Then Saul, who, called, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, O full of all deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? And now, indeed, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately a dark mist fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed when he saw what had been done, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. The word of the Lord shall grow, multiply, be mighty, and be confirmed in the holy church of God. Amen. Today is the fifth day of the blessed month of Tobi. May God begin it in goodness and renew it for us in peace and tranquility while our sins and iniquities are forgiven through the tender mercies of our Lord, O my fathers and my brethren. Amen. On this day of the year 78 of the martyrs, San Eusegenus, a soldier was martyred. He was a soldier in the army of Emperor Constantine, Constantine and was a pious Christian. He was distinguished by his merciful deeds to the poor. When Emperor Constantine saw the sign of the cross in the heaven and under which was written, By this you conquer, he could not understand its significance, for he was not a believer yet. He summoned the pious soldier Eugenius and inquired from him about the sign. He replied, This is the sign of the Lord Christ. Send you seniors lived until the days of Emperor Julian, the infidel, the apostate. One day, when he was walking in one of the streets of Antioch, he found two men fighting together. They stopped him and asked him to judge between them, for he was an honorable old man. He rightly judged and made peace between them. An evil man accused him before Emperor Julian that he made himself a ruler and a judge for the people of the city. The emperor summoned the saint and rebuked him, saying, Who has appointed you a judge and a ruler? San Eusegenus replied with great courage, I am not, but you have forsaken the worship of the true God to worship satanic idols. The emperor was enraged, and he commanded to crucify him and to place torches to his sides. The saint endured patiently and with thanksgiving. Finally, the emperor commanded to behead the saint, so he received the crown of martyrdom. The blessing of his prayers be with us all. Amen. On this day also of the year 20 of the martyrs, Sam Benicarus, 
the Persian, was martyred. He was employed by the Roman army and was promoted in the ranks until he reached the rank of commander and the king loved him for his courage. He met St. Theodore the Oriental in Mashriki and St. Leontius and they became friends. When Emperor Diocletian heard of them, he summoned the saints and inquired from them about the reason of their friendship. He sent St. Benicarus to Armenius, the governor of Alexandria and the five western cities, Pentapolis, along with four soldiers. The governor was in one of the five cities, so he ordered to imprison him. The Lord Christ appeared to him to encourage and strengthen him. In the next day, they sat him on a chair full of sticking out nails and placed on his head a red hot helmet and lit fire under him. The Lord sent his angel to save him. Later on, Later on, they hanged him head down and tied heavy stones to his neck and lit torches under him. But the angel of the Lord saved him again after a series of tortures. Through which the angel of the Lord saved him, the governor ordered to behead him. Thus he received the crown of martyrdom. A prince called Thigonostos came forward, carried his pure body to the house, to his house, and hid it until the end of the era of persecution. Then he built a great church for him. The blessing of his prayers be with us all. Amen. Also on this day of the year 1016 of the martyrs, Pope Theodosius II, 79th Pope of Alexandria, departed his holy father. This holy father was born in the village of Minyat Beni Hoseb. He was called Abdul Masih ibn Abi Makan. He became a monk in the monastery of Abu Fana by the name of monk Theodosius. When the patriarchal throne became vacant after the departure of Pope Ioannis, the seventh, the seventy-seventh patriarch, the bishops chose this father. He was ordained a priest in his monastery. Then they became, they brought him uh, to Egypt to Cairo. He was consecrated patriarch in the year 1294 A.D. The persecution against the cops, which was incited during the papacy of his predecessor, eased down during his days. In the year 1299 A.D., this holy father consecrated the holy Myron in the church of St. Mercurius Abu Sifain in Old Cairo, along with 12 bishops. He remained on the apostolic throne for five years and five months and 20 eight days then departed in peace he was buried in El Nastur monastery in El Basitan the blessing of his prayers be with us all amen also today of the year 1125 of the martyrs marks the departure of Pope Matthäus Matthew the first the 87th Pope of Alexandria this holy father was born in the village of Baniroh district of El Ashmonan his parents brought him up in a true Christian upbringing. He learned reading and writing in the church school, Kutab. He also memorized the Psalms and the liturgy, liturgical responses. He also tended to his father's sheep. He was inclined to asceticism and piety since his young age. He became a monk in the monastery of Abu Fana, which was nearby his hometown. After several years, he went to the monastery of the Virgin St. Mary, known as Al-Muharraq Monastery, 
and dwelled there by the name of the monk Matthew. Because of his many virtues, he was ordained a priest. Later on, he went to the monastery of St. Anthony and was serving as a deacon. Did not tell anyone that he was a priest. One day while he was serving in the sanctuary, a hand came out of the altar and sensed him. Three times, the elders of the monastery realized that he was a priest. And one day, he would be a patriarch. He escaped from the monastery for his fear of the vainglory and went to Jerusalem. He worked there as a hired hand, spending his nights in prayers. When his virtues became well known in Jerusalem, he went back to the monastery of St. Antonius. He was contemporary to St. Marcus and Antoni. They both suffered many hardships at the hands of Prince Yalbuga, the governor of the country. After his release from prison, he went to Al-Muharraq Monastery and became an example and guide to the monks. After the departure of Pope Gabriel IV, the bishops and the lay leaders, the Arachons, gathered and unanimously agreed to choose the priest Matthew Al-Muharraqi to be the patriarch. When he heard the news, he disappeared, but with divine providence, they found him. When he arrived, along with the delegation to Cairo, he was sorrowful. To escape this, he took a scissor and cut off the tip of his tongue, but the Lord healed him and was able to speak. They all realized that he was the chosen of God and was consecrated patriarch in the year 1378. When he sat on the throne, he did not change any of his asceticism, humility, and prayers. He greatly cared for the monasteries and convents. He loved taking care of the poor, answering all their needs until ran out of all the patriarchal funds. Some opposed and accused him of squandering the church resources. Nevertheless, many wealthy families followed his example in doing merciful deeds. Whenever Pope Matteo stood before the altar, his face would shine with a heavenly light and saw the Lord Christ standing before him. God had granted him the gift of healing the sick. He was an instrument of peace between the kings of Ethiopia and Il Sultan Barkouk, the governor of Egypt, who had a cordial friendship with the Pope. Many hardships befell this Pope from the successors of Il Sultan Barkouk. Pope Matthäus knew the day of his departure. He fell ill with severe fever that led to his repose to heaven and he was more than 70 years old. He sat on the apostolic throne for 30 years, five months and six days. He was buried in Deir el Khandak in the tomb of the patriarchs below the saint, the church of the Saint Ambaruwais in Cairo. Ambaruwais and Marcus Al-Antoni and the Hegemena Brahm Al-Antoni were the most famous saints of his time. The blessing of the prayers of them all be with us and glory be to our God forever. Amen. Stand in the fear of God and listen to the Holy Gospel. A reading from the Gospel according to our teacher, St. Matthew, the Evangelist. May His blessed 
things be with us all. Amen. From the Psalms of our teacher, David the prophet, may his holy blessings be with us. Amen. Gird your sword upon your thigh, O mighty one, with your glory and your majesty. And in your majesty ride prosperously. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, our Lord God, Savior, King of us all, Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, to whom is glory forever and ever. Ah, 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 amen. Now when he had departed from there, he went into their synagogue, and behold, there was a man who had a withered hand, and they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath, that they might accuse him? Then he said to them, What man is there among you who has one sheep? And if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not lay hold of it and lift it out. Of how much more value then is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and it was restored as whole as the other. Then the Pharisees went out and plotted against him how they might destroy him. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew from there, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all, yet he warned them not to make him known, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Behold, my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased, I will put my spirit upon him, and he will declare justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel nor cry out, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a maw and smoking flax he will not quench, till he sends forth justice to victory, and in his name... Gentiles will trust, then one was brought to him who was demon-possessed, blind and mute, and he healed him so that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw, 
And all the multitudes were amazed and said, Could this be the son of David? Glory be to God for ever.